a short list of erotic Batman villains. Okay. Mr. Tease. Uh-huh. Scatwoman. Okay, that escalated. The Poker. Yes, uh-huh. Clay Facial. <laughs> yeah. Bang. Okay, right. Pretty self-explanatory. Piss on Ivy. Okay. Horny Quinn. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Scarehoe. The Scarehoe. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm Uncle Ben, <laughs> and welcome to the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, here with my co-host with the most... Uncle Steve? Uncle Steve? What? Question mark? I am technically an uncle. Hollywood Steve! Yeah, that's true. Uncle Hollywood, maybe. Uncle Hollywood has a nice ring I'm to gonna it. I'm going to make my nieces and nephews call me Uncle Hollywood. Is that going to be I'm like your heel turn, though? Or are you going to like yeah. fucking beat up your nieces and nephews yeah. and be like, it's Uncle Hollywood now? Yeah, now you're getting noogies. And are you going to like paint your you know, facial hair and stuff? Of so course it doesn't I am. match your head yeah. hair? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm going to go look. full Hollywood. I'm going to have, have the brown spray paint yeah. and the, the white facial hair and white oh, like yeah. silken fine doll hair that just... <laughs> Just dusts the side of my head. Hogan always did have some doll hair. He did. Like, it was just some platinum-ass doll hair. Huh. And we are here today to be talking about Wolf Cop, as well as shooting the shit, drinking a co-beer, mm-hmm. catching up like we always do. If you want to get right onto the movie review, there is a timestamp in the podcast description. If you want right to be that there. way, you're too good to hang out with us. Bye. Yeah, I guess we so. We don't even want to be friends. No, not at all. I'm going to so. miss that person. I'm Bye. not. Fuck oh. Fuck them. When we get back to them, I'll let them know I love them. Okay, all right. We kind of got a good cop, bad cop thing going on here, don't we? Yeah, we need a good cop, wolf cop thing. Yeah, that's a little bit better, I think. It's a better (laughs) dynamic. So yeah, check out the timestamp if you want to get straight into the movie review, but you don't want to do that. You want to hang out here for the good stuff. Steve, it's early in the morning buddy oh man uh i haven't seen you in a day and a half yeah i think this is the most that we've seen each other yes in a really long time (laughs) yes it is yeah yeah uh so i just yesterday was in the bathroom thinking oh man when we record tomorrow it'll been like 36 hours since we last recorded and uh, for some reason, I wrote a country song in my head that sounded like this. Yes, you ready I'm for ready it? for this right here. All right. Been a day and a half since I've seen you last. Oh, something, 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 something podcast. Do, 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 do. Oh, my God. The hurdy do to do at the yeah, end. That's, that's the hook. Every single pop country song. It sounds incredibly <laughs> familiar is the thing. Like I could hear the chord changes, the yeah. one five six four and changes you, behind you it. You can see the mediocre white dude wearing a cowboy hat. Absolutely. <laughs> on a truck bag. Who is eventually going to say the N word or say like, you know, the South should succeed again or mm-hmm. something yep, crazy yep. and then be like, I've been canceled. <laughs> How come y'all gotta be such sissies and be uh-huh. so sensitive? Yeah. It happens. Turns out he was just an idiot, and people wrote songs for him. Yeah. Has Garth Brooks dicked us like that yet? I don't think he has. He's conservative, but yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, he wrote that We Shall Be Free song. That's being awesome. Like pro-gay in the 90s. Yeah. So that that was pretty. And his, I mean, I think he was like convinced because his bassist was gay. Like he had, okay. a, he had a lesbian bassist, and that was kind of his like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. P- 
gay people are real, not some mythological <laughs> thing that you got to be like, they shouldn't exist. <laughs> My bass player got hit by them chemtrails, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, you know. I went to high school with a girl named Kim Trails. <laughs> she was a lesbian, too. <laughs> Kim, Kim Trails. Trails. Gotta find that person on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely so, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like your country song. It's very, very nice. And yeah, it sounds like all the other ones. So yeah, you know much. it's good. It's going to be a hit, man. Yeah. We've seen each other more in the past three days than we have in the entire last year and a half combined. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> How you been doing since the other day? Yeah, since the other day? Well, uh, basically just prepared for the podcast and um, and and didn't do much except work out. I went and did... So I've been trying to integrate a particular core workout into my workouts. Mm, Danny Glover Pilates. Yeah, a little Pilates with yeah. Danny Glover. Mm, Pilates. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I wanted to try it out and I had an off day. So I went in and did it three times and it's seven exercises i went through it three different times and um holy hell <laughs> damn feels great doesn't it feels great oh, yeah no, no it felt like uh yeah I, I when i got home it was like boy i should not do that as many times or i should get good <laughs> enough to do that as many times just don't do it straight out so i'm telling you man like if you're doing any kind of core exercise and you don't mind it, it's ineffective. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. If you can do like a plank for 20 minutes, there's no reason for you to do a plank. <laughs> like, it's not doing anything at that point. That sounds miserable. Sounds it, it not was, fun. It was. Yeah, it's not my it's not my favorite, but I got it done. Hey, get mm-hmm. her done, son. Yep. Get her done, son. Yeah, I've not really been doing a lot, much anything. Honestly, I went over a bunch of Skankbanger tunes, watched this movie for today's show. Mm-hmm. And uh, watched a couple of other things as well. I oh yeah, I got to tell some you stuff about man. that I saved from last week. So. Yeah, a little holdover, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I was talking with a buddy of mine about the absolute glory of the House of the Devil the other day. Oh yes, he had never seen it. He went I and was. watched it that night, and he was like, "Holy shit, this movie is the Great. bomb!" Yeah. So it kind of got it back on my mind. So these like past couple nights while I've been mm-hmm. going through all these tunes and stuff, I got to learn for Skankbanger shows coming up. You know, I just had it on in the background because it's honestly a perfect background movie because there's no dialogue for like an hour of it. Right. So you can just play guitar and watch the movie and stuff like that and not really be distracted or, you know, disturbed or anything. So I watched that over the course of two nights. Update, it's still a 10. Yeah, agreed. God damn it. I wish, I wish that Ty West would do another 80s style movie like this. Mm -hmm. I so wish that he would. I mean, maybe... Maybe it's a lightning in a bottle thing, and he would try to recapture it, and we would right. all be like, yeah, this just isn't really as cool as the first yeah. time. But there's no, there's no reason. If you've nailed it the first time, like the only reason to go back would be like trying to scrape like the last bits of your glory back. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's got a whole career ahead of him still. So I reckon, I reckon. maybe one day he'll be like, oh, remember when I was relevant, <laughs> dude? You know what would be awesome? Mm-hmm. The same way that whenever he did House of the Devil. It was all like 80s accurate and it was shot on 80s cameras and it came out like a clamshell box and stuff like that. He should go back and direct the perfect like 1910s era silent film and like you get the soundtrack on a wax cylinder and <laughs> you can only buy it on like old, you know, creaky uh, film reels and stuff. And they sell a special edition that comes with a piano player. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to provide the piano. Of course. But yeah. it does come with the piano player. <laughs> or maybe like the player piano reel. You yeah. can install in your own player <laughs> piano at home. <laughs> Just going all period acting. Yeah. Yeah, really good movie. And last night we watched The Personal History of David Copperfield. Uh, yeah, I know this one. I haven't watched it. Dude. 
It's great. Okay. And it's got somebody that started in a recent Dead and Lovely yeah. podcast episode. Oh, mighty Morphid Power Ranger herself. Uh-huh. She's in there. And I mean, especially considering we just did St. Maud like a week ago. And yeah. then seeing, seeing her in this where she is like, actually, she plays two characters in the movie, which is oh, kind of weird. Okay. But w- the main character that she plays is like this super bubbly, ditzy yeah. blonde that is a that's a shift. Yeah. yeah, and she like does it extremely fucking well. I too, imagine she's thing. a great actress. Hilarious. It's like a really interesting, whimsical. Like mm-hmm. it's way more weird and wacky than I thought that it would be. It kind of gave me like Terry Gilliam vibes at times mm. in terms of it's just like oh this is way more whimsical how, and imaginative. Like than how I was based on David Copperfield is it? So here's the thing. Yeah, and like because David Copperfield does have some elements of that, some wacky sort of bit. I literally couldn't tell you oh, okay. anything about David Copperfield. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. I've never read it. I don't know yeah. anything about it. Never seen any movie movie adaptations of it. I don't know. So I'm sure that there was a lot of stuff in this movie that I completely missed out on. Yeah. From what I gather, it seems like the entire movie is kind of like, oh, that's where you got all the ideas for these characters in this book. Oh, uh, okay. You know, they're based mm. on real people that he knew. Yeah. Stuff like that. Really fun movie. I think that you'd really dig it. Oh, yeah, I probably will. It's I, got like I a like, million people in it, too. I like when people take novels that you could film the novel, and it and it might work with people, but if you want to reach a bigger audience, you got to kind of do something with it. They did it with Tristram Shandy, which is one of my favorite novels, uh, with a cock and bull story, which is a movie about them trying to make a movie out of Tristram Shandy. That's cool, yeah. Which is, Tristram Shandy is is super, like, meta and crazy and weird. So, like, making a movie that captures the feel of the book, not the events of the book, is a better, it's a better call. Word. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope I'll check it out. Yeah, I think What's you'll enjoy it. Uh, what did we watch? Is it I on think, the HBO? I think we watched it on the HBO, I believe. Okay. The Hobo Max. All right. Hobo Max. Hobo Max. Yeah, it's on Hobo Max. <laughs> What would that be? <laughs> a lot of train cars. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a screensaver where it's just like, it's just riding the rails. Just man. riding the rails. And every once in a while you see some indecipherable signs and a hobo tells you what they mean. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. That's Hobo Max. <laughs> awesome. Very different from Hobo Minimum. <laughs> Which is what we are aiming for. Yeah. Hobo. That's the, that's the economic situation we want. Yeah. yeah. Hobo Minimum is actually just uh, a nonstop shot of a can of beans cooking over a campfire. Whoa. Minimum. Pure minimum. Yeah. And only one hand reaches in for the beans. Yep. Right at the end. But it cuts off before he gets to the beans. The suspense. This is dude. art. Yeah. It's like at the end of Inception. <laughs> it's exact same impact. Exact same thing. Same thing. Yeah. We've been watching all. Uh, okay. So I held these back, but uh, I'm glad I did because uh, I can now just talk about a clump of uh, Camp Slashers. Woo. It's that time of year. It is. So... I, I watched uh, Sleepaway Camp 3 last night, but I, I watched 1 and 2 last week. So I've seen all three. Wow. The trilogy. The as, trinity. Yeah. As we talked about in the Sleepaway Camp 2 episode, you know, it's a huge dramatic shift and it's not it's not anything like the first one, but it's also fun. Funny. Yeah. There's silly. a great turlet death in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I think Sleepaway Camp 2 is, is solid and funny. Sleepaway Camp 3 is a cartoon. Um. <laughs> It's just insane. She just becomes Bugs Bunny. I'm honestly trying to remember if I've seen it. Have I seen it? Uh, have you seen a lady get her head uh, mowed? I don't think I have. Well, I mean, check out Sleepaway Camp 3 then. Not in a movie. Oh, I see. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. must have been traumatic as a child. It was, you know what? It was actually last 
Thursday. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, busy who week. was it? Was it Mimo? Oh, Mimo. <laughs> was this like a? Uh, a she a, had to go. A midsummer situation. <laughs> That's right. She yeah. lived her years, and now it's time for Mimo to get mowed. So we mow her. It's Mimo mo time. <laughs> Mimo mo. So yeah, the sleepaway camp two and three. You know, uh, they're not as awesome as a sleepaway camp sequel should have been. Yeah, but they're still really fun. Word. Cheerleader camp, Ben. I don't know this one. I've never seen it. You t- need to watch Cheerleader Camp. It is, I think, the most solid whodunit in a camp slasher. Oh, shit. Really? But not not to say that it's a better movie or story than, say, Sleepaway Camp, but you re- it really does give you so many people who could have done it without being too overt, and then the reveal is like, oh, okay. Instead of like, wait, who? <laughs> so it's real solid. Because in Sleep- Sleepaway Camp, the original, I think that... And you know what? Sleepaway Camp, the original, is probably the most solid whodunit. Word. Though, you know, they kind of cheat by also having other people doing the thing in the movie and then telling us that's Angela. Sure. Know. Yeah, those big man yeah. hands strangling yeah. everybody. Yeah, I get that, man. So I assume this must be like... A very sleazy, trashy '80s it's, slasher, right? Uh, you know what? Surprisingly, there—I mean, there are boobs, and there are a ton of people uh, constantly trying to see boobs that other people aren't trying to show them, which is sexual assault. But that's True. common in camp slashers. Yeah, like uh, Sleepaway Camp too. They got those little kids who keep taking pictures through the windows of naked people. And, that's uh, true. Another movie I watched, The Burning. Oh, you mean made by one Weinstein? I'm shocked that that has some smutty stuff in it. God, I love that movie, though. I, I love that movie. One, I, I love that it. movie, absolutely. But when I watched it, I watched it through the lens of this is Harvey Weinstein's, like, fantasy. Like, yeah, this yeah. This is who, who he thinks he was as a kid and his friends, and they suck. And the guy who's supposed to suck, the big muscle guy. Yeah, 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 big brawny dude. Now, he does suck. Most of the stuff he does, though, up to the point that he does suck, is uh, not sucky. Like, he he picks on the guy who was staring at the girl in the shower against her will. Now, the movie is telling us he's the bad guy for doing this. <laughs> oh, okay. This is Weinstein for sure. Nobody likes a rat. Yeah, nobody likes a guy who holds other guys accountable for their toxic masculinity. How dare that guy? Yeah. I mean, of course, they do eventually make him a rapist, of course. Of course. Because yeah. all the men in that are rapists, yeah. basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, Honestly, fucking... Um, oh, shit, what's the the the, the, the killer's name? Cropsy. Uh-huh. Cropsy's about the only guy that don't be raping in that movie. Wow. <laughs> he might be the best person yeah, in the movie. And he's a victim and from a victim. the beginning. Yeah. Shit. Weinstein may have been revealing himself there. <laughs> yeah. where he's like, you know how we all hate people who've been like burned and shit. They're gross because they're <laughs> like enemies of the people. And what if you got muscles and you don't let other dudes sexually assault women? Like, yuck. Who likes any of those people anyway? Huh? They actually have the women have a conversation where they're talking about the muscle guy and they're like, imagine all those muscles on top of you. Gross. <laughs> I'd rather have a sleazy movie exec on top of yeah. me. Yeah. I would like, you know, muscles. D- are gross, but if it was a big fat dude named with Harvey. back acne named Ugh. Harvey, what if they said that very specifically? <laughs> like, wow, this is wow. very telling. Yeah, I just don't. I I like. I can't not see it now. But yeah. the movie's still great. Oh man, and the Savini effects, it. awesome, fucking fantastic, yeah. man. It's a really good one. 
Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I need to get in on my, my summer watching list. We went over mm -hmm. a big old list of stuff there the other day on the last episode. Yeah. And uh, I need to get on that. I got to watch me some Jaws. It's about mm -hmm. Jaws season. There's a bunch of good stuff I got to watch. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's something that I've got to put in my face. What it is? In my face. It's a cold beer. And I'll tell you what, it's an early morning cold beer. We mm -hmm. are recording this bizarrely early. We got together yeah. at like 11 a.m. today, which this we... This is earlier than I am up most every day. Mornings are dumb. I they can't are. believe people willfully want to have more morning. Yeah. I think noon is the appropriate time to wake up. That's the start of the day. That's the start of the day. You get all the dark you want, even in the summer. That's true, man. Yeah, because like in the summer, people who wake up in the morning, like they don't get to see as much night. No. And summer nights... Come on. I mean, there's a Van Hanglin. Van Hanglin. Van Hanglin. I love Van Hanglin. There's a Van Hanglin song about it. <laughs> that's the, that's probably like a Norwegian cover band. Yeah. Van Hanglin. <laughs> oh, we are Van Hanglin. <laughs> and then they play just dark-ass metal <laughs> oh, versions of Van Jesus Hanglin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we Not are Van Hanglin. <laughs> Van Hanglin. Thank you. So that's entered my vocabulary. My other favorite thing that has entered my vocabulary is something that I stole from a, a friend of mine on Facebook the other day who was, uh, I, I guess he'd had a bunch of stuff going wrong in his life and stuff. And he was mm. like, is Venus in Gatorade right now or what? <laughs> <laughs> so in Gatorade is my fucking favorite thing now. Is Venus in Gatorade? Actually, uh, we have listeners, I'm sure, who are into astrology. Is Venus in Gatorade? Like Let us know. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's in polar frost, I'm pretty sure. Dude, people that call Gatorade by the flavor names and not by the color are cops. They are. That's cops. true. That's true. They're trying to catch you. If you do it, they'll arrest you. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> because you deserve it. Yeah. If you don't go, get me a hey, blue Gatorade. Hey, Arctic chill. Uh-uh. No. Get out of here. Are no. you a co-op? Are you a fucking co-op? <laughs> go full, full bastin on them. Yeah. Okay, so we've got ourselves a morning beer. Um... How often do you drink in the morning, Steve? Almost zero. Almost, Almost zero? zero. There are times where my wife has come home after work and we've drank. So that means drinking in the morning. But uh, we had both been up all night. To me, my favorite morning drink, because I don't, I don't drink in the mornings at all, except for airplane days. If you're flying, it doesn't count. You go into that Chili's at 8 in the morning and you order a gigantic beer if you're going to be on a flight anyway, fuck it. So we got us a little sour here. I agree with you, by the way. <laughs> I right? was just trying to figure out what this is. It doesn't count. Drink yeah. whenever. You're this on a flight. This has so much stuff written on it that I, yeah. I, I believe it is <laughs> Otra Noche in Charleston um, by Salud Cerveceria. Oh, my Lord and, of uh, mercy. Brandon Wood brought us this, and I can't remember the lady told us to, to, to give the credit to. But I gave her the credit two episodes ago. Done so, did it. Or a few episodes ago. We did it wrong, and that's how we're sticking with it. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Oh, man. That looks, um, oh, man. That's not the color I was anticipating no, I right thought, there. I thought we were going to get... This looks it's like, like an apricot color. It's yeah, like apricot puree. Hmm. It's like a 7%er, too, so it's kind of a big boy. Start the, the day out cloudy. in a big old way right yeah. there. So far today, I've had myself a bowl of Crispix and some a uh, little bit of water and some coffee. That's a, about it. I had a coffee protein shake. So I'll tell you this after during last episode, that uh, aged 10 percenter was oh, over 10 yeah. percent. Oh, without I, doubt. I had not had anything to eat and I was buzzing oh, about yeah. midway through. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear a bunch of rambling midway through, 
That was the buzz. That's the buzz, yeah. old buzz talking. I'll tell you what, it's just kind of like brewmaker code that if it says 10% or 11%, yeah. oh, it's over that for yeah, sure. Probably. <laughs> That's just code right there. This, this smells, smells yeah. wonderful. Very fruity. Yeah. It's not see-through at all. It really does look like I'm drinking a smoothie or something like that yeah, instead. Yeah, it smells like amazing. Yeah, it does. You can definitely smell some like guava, yeah. maybe like a passion fruit kind of thing. It's got a, a tropical sort of thing going on with it. Cheers. Kenpai. Get Try a clinkety-clink on there. See what that does to your face. I'll find out next. Ooh. Oh, that's a siren. I like it. Oh, my God. It's real sour. It is tart. But it's good. And good, man. Yeah. It's, Ooh. it's like tart, like... Uh, Tropical fruit. Yeah. It's almost got like a like a cranberry juice type of... Uh, like real cranberry kind of yeah. tartness to it. Yeah. Where it Our does tart have... cherry. Yeah, yeah. Some of that like acidity, some of that bite to it. The that's uh, good. The alcohol is completely masked. Oh, yeah. That just tastes like juice. Yeah. 100%. 100%. That is, and, and can kind of get some of those lemony kind of notes yeah. in there too. A little bit that sour, a little acidic. Man, that is really fine. I'm very, very okay with that right there. Yeah. It'll pucker you up though, man. Definitely sour. Yeah. We got passion fruit, orange juice, pink guava, and orange zest. I'm okay with that. My wife might actually even like that, and she hates a beer. It's a tropical sensation, and I'm here for it. Kate did not respond well to it. Nope. <laughs> nope. She's over here doing some <laughs> office work. And it did not pass the test. I think it's got what it takes. I think so too. I think I couldn't handle. Um, I couldn't handle more than one of these for sure. Oh it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. sour. Oh, it'd wear you out for sure, man. I like it. Now, Steve, the subject of our show today is one wolf cop, and this is not only a cop who is also a wolf. It uh-huh. is also a cop who is also a wolf who is also powered by straight liquor. Yes, he. Is it is the source of his powers, and I'll I'll tell you what it's also the source of mine because I love sipping on a fine Same. spirit. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I like horror movies and ghosts and stuff. I love spirits. Spirit, I summon thee to my glass to intoxicate me. It's me, a spirit. Welcome to the preview palace. <laughs> we decided in honor of our wolf cops thirst for delicious liquors, we would give you guys our personal top five mm-hmm. sipping liquors. I'm yep. not talking about a mixed drink. I'm talking no. about you give me that stuff straight up. Hand it to me. Let me Just have it. give it to me in a cup, and I'm going to sip on it mm-hmm. no matter how ferociously fiery it might be. I'm ready for it because I'll tell you this. I like to taste a spirit. Me too. I don't want to hide it. Don't hide it under a bushel. It's in the Bible. It says that. That's true. The Bible says don't hide your liquor under a bushel. Yeah, let them taste it. Let them taste it. Let the boy watch. Let them learn. (laughs) It says that. It's all there if you look. Yeah. Think about it. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm just going to give you guys a rundown. we got a personal top five right here. We're going to go down the list and give you guys some brand recommendations and Mm -hmm. stuff as we go along. Steve, what is your number five sip and lick? Well... Ben, and this is, you said, no hiding it. This is probably the one people just mostly hide, but vodka can be a good slipping, sipping liquor. Lip and slicker. Lip and slicker. Really? It does slick up your lips, yeah. I guess. It's a lick and slipper. Kettle one. Yeah? Kettle one straight, good. Do you a, do it ice a, cold? Yeah, I think uh, with vodka, you have to, to catch any sort of subtle flavors because otherwise it's just kind of that. Well, some vodkas don't have that strong acetone, but sure. most of them do. Yeah, yeah. But Kettle One by itself, it's got like almost a vanilla flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And if you if you add just a, a a little bit of lime or whatever, 
it'll you it'll really open it up. But mm-hmm. just by itself, Kettle One, great hmm. man. I'd say this is something you picked up in Russia, but you definitely didn't. I didn't know because <laughs> you were Mormon. That's out. right, straight up Mormon and yeah, everything. You know what? I kind of re- regret not having had vodka in Russia. I need to go back to Russia just to have vodka. There you go. Do mm-hmm. what the people are doing, yeah. right? Hmm. And have some samagon. Salute, comrade. What's summer? Samagon. What's that? It's uh, Russian moonshine. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and the word is uh, agon means fire. So it's basically fire itself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know what you do? You put that out with some little water. There you go. A little some water. Some vodka. <laughs> You chase your your moonshine with vodka. Put out the fire. <laughs> That's how they do over there, man. Yeah, you know, I almost put and this might be a this might be a sissy city boy decision mm-hmm. right here. I almost put like some like flavored vodkas on my list. Oh sure. Because yeah. there are some that yeah, are good outrageous fucking birthday cake, you know, whatever cotton candy mm-hmm. flavor that are crazy. I like some of just the nice like citrus flavored vodkas and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And they're usually like Bit lower proof, usually like seven. Yeah, because of like the flavoring, that. man. Yeah, yeah. So uh. not quite as harsh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I can't say that I do just some straight up vodka as a sipping substance yeah. all that often. But maybe I'll have to change my. I've ways. tried several, and the only one that I've really in- well, I guess Ciroc is is pretty neutral, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, most of them aren't great straight. But Kettle One, I I dig it. How you feel about like a Grey Goose? Grey Goose, yeah, I can deal with that. Been so long since I had that, but I just remember that was like. The holy grail oh, yeah. of like rich people liquor when we were kids, yes. man. That like Patron. It was and like, it oh, you're a millionaire. Like you look at the price and it wasn't even expensive. It was just more expensive than other vodka. Yeah, more expensive than the stuff I bought in shatterproof plastic yeah. bottles. Pop off or yeah. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is like, you know, straight out of college and stuff, we were living on Burnett Avenue and drinking mm-hmm. Burnett vodka. Oh. Yeah, Yikes. just fucking, you know, gut rot stuff. If you're buying cheap vodka, though, the Seagram's Extra Smooth Vodka is the least offensive cheap vodka, I think. Hmm. And I have heard from people that have done it that if you do the, like, Brita filter thing, like, it does make it, times, yeah, it does make it better. Apparently, it really, really does. Mm-hmm. So, but you can't use that filter for water. That's true. That's yeah. true. So, you have to have a separate vodka filter. And honestly, if you've got a vodka filter at home, you got a problem. I, oh, I want to <laughs> hang out with you. <laughs> Maybe people we both prob- have a problem. People with problems is my favorite kinds yeah. of people, man. You know, for my number five choice, I put one on here that I don't imbibe often. Uh-huh. And so I can't even really recommend some brand names and stuff like that because I'm a little bit ignorant about it. But every time mm-hmm. I have it, I'm like, why don't I have this more often? I do the Will Smith. I have got to have some of this that I have right now, as he says in the movie. Right. I have it now. I'm talking about... Some cognac. Oh, a little cognac. Just yeah. a nice little cognac is one of those things that, like, again, I don't often find myself reaching for, but anytime I'm with somebody fancy and they're like, you want some cognac? I say, hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. Yeah, dude. And I'll there's some too, really yeah. nice ones, yes, man. Yes, very much so. Yeah. yeah. It's like the perfect, you know, it's a really cold day outside, something to warm you up from the inside kind of drink. I like those that have those nice kind of apricot and orangey kind of notes yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. It's like the brown, it's the other brown liquor. That's what they should market it as. Cognac. The, the other, other brown, brown liquor. liquor. <laughs> I've had some cognacs and stuff that I enjoy, but again, kind of ignorant about what all is good and stuff out there. So maybe somebody has some recommendations that can tell me about it on yeah, the first I, book page. I, I'm in the same boat with uh, my number four here. It's Brandy. I do very much enjoy Brandy. She's a fine She's girl. She's a fine girl. What a good wife she would be. Oh. <laughs> I married a bottle of Brandy. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I really I do like brandy every time I've had it. But yeah. I don't know anything about it because I never buy it. Same, dude. Yeah. yeah, but like every time I encounter a fine brandy, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is Fuck fancy. Yeah. And yeah. you get that big old fancy snifter to drink it out yeah. of. Yeah, I want to drink boy. everything out of a snifter. Maybe we do. Maybe that just becomes a move. Like you go to a yeah. bar and you're like, fill my snifter with that Miller mm, High yes. Life, please. Mm, mm, a, fine, a fine champagne of beers. <laughs> hey, man, if you're if you're too good for a Miller High Life, I'm too good for you. Listen, if you're too good for any beer, like if some if, if everybody's sitting around having a, a Magnum, I'll drink a Magnum. If we're drinking King Cobra, I'm drinking King Cobra. I'm going to go with the people. Yeah. Yep, whatever. that's right, man. I was selling old RDM the other day, man. I was like, if somebody... Turns their nose up at a Tecate. Oh, I love a Tecate, honestly. Come on, yeah. man. It's like, what the fuck is the matter with mm-hmm. you? You ain't better than Tecate. You no. ain't. You ain't. Tecate's better than you. That's you don't deserve Tecate. It is absolutely true. Listen to him. Yeah. He's talking to you. But a fine brandy is indeed a good thing, and I need to explore that world some more. I understand it can get quite pricey, same with the cognac yeah. side of things, but hey, it's a sipping liquor. It is. That's what it's for. It's it, a lip and sipping. It's a very fine sipping liquor, so go for it. Now, go for it. What's your number four, Ben? My number four is one that is a it's a love it and leave it spirit for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adore it. Although, if we're talking about drinking this straight up neat, there are only a few brands that are fit for human consumption because oftentimes absinthe comes out oh. smoldering hot. Some real like European shit comes out damn 170 proof. You cannot drink that straight. Yeah. You will get fucking throat cancer that day. I don't know if I've ever had absinthe straight i've always just had it in the traditional preparation or as a cocktail right yeah Yeah. like there's a few um like wimpy american brands Mm -hmm. that are only like 80 proof right which you know is cut down with a lot of sugar and stuff like that obviously um that are just lovely i fucking love that black jelly bean taste yeah it is good that anise all the licorice Mm. and stuff like that i fucking love it and of course i love making the traditional absinthe cocktail and stuff yeah but like i said if you have one that's around 80 proof, 90 proof, something like that. Just give it a taste. Just snoot it, and mm-hmm. it's so lovely. And the flavor okay. is, like, so strong and yeah. just overpowering that, like, you just want to take little nips off of it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but, yeah, do not do that with some of that European Ooh. black absinthe and stuff <laughs> like that. That'll get you. Oh, you'll be in a world of pain. Do you like absinthe? I do. I'm a big fan of it, yeah. So you're okay with the licorice taste because a lot of people are just offended. You know... I don't normally I don't like licorice in general, but like I like anise as a flavor to things. Yeah, I get that, man. But I don't like because like licorice is just like eating anise flavor only. Yeah. Like I think it goes well by itself with like I think it goes well in other things by itself. Like it, um, it doesn't only taste like anise. I assume right because like when you taste it in a cocktail, um, absinthe has like so many different things going on oh, so yeah. i'm assuming that's why you'd want to take tiny sips just so you can catch that instead of it just being like it's a massive licorice flavor. punch in the face it's a whole yeah. lot of flavor you ever have any of that like shitty extremely disappointing like german salty licorice oh. that's like real chewy and fucking not sweet and disgusting salty it's you like you can't call it candy it's if just it's salty. misery it's just the fucking worst man that sounds very german yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> oh you want candy little kid <laughs> you will eat this salty black nothing and if you aren't good you will be put in a sack and beaten at christmas <laughs> <laughs> have a different idea of fun over there i'll tell you that just a different idea of fun but yeah some sipping absence i'm okay with that now we're getting into the threesus range yeah these are these are the the real heavy hitters heavy hitters this is the stuff i actually pretty regularly on the reg same uh gin 
Okay. Yeah, I love gin straight. Yeah, dude. It has to be good gin. It has obviously. to be good. Dude, that's the thing, man, is like you meet so many people that are like, man, I fucking hate gin. And all and that all, they've had yeah. is like, yeah, Seagram. fucking Seagram's, mm-hmm. which tastes like fucking drinking Pine Sol. Yeah. It's not good. I hate that too. Yeah. I mean, you can go for a like an aviation, Ryan Reynolds gin. That's solid. I've heard that's yeah. actually really good. Mm-hmm. I've not had it though. Yeah. I, I'm, I've always just... Uh, like the first experience I had with gin was drinking gin and juice because Snoop Dogg said it, and then of going, <laughs> it was Seagram's and orange juice. Oh god, it's disgusting! <laughs> it's so gross. You if did that's not what feel he like was talking, because he, I think he says no. He says Tanqueray. Tanqueray is much better. Much better. Much much better. Yeah. yeah. But still, why would you cover that with orange juice? Ugh. That's gross. Yeah. Plus all those like piney kind of kind of tastes with orange. Orange. Yeah. Now you're just drinking Ugh. pine salt. Like it's it's gonna taste like Acidic some sort of cleaner. Salt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a pass on that one, man. Yeah. But no, I'm yeah, I'm a big Tanqueray. Really good. Yeah. Um, aviation solid. There's all sorts of great gins out there, and then of course you know the there's the more dry gins and stuff. Like it, that's a big world gin because it it's. Is. it's Depends on what florals and things they use. To oh yeah, flavor it. and a lot now are doing you know these infusions with like um, like citrus things mm-hmm. like grapefruit like a a really good like grapefruit gin is really yeah. good. There's a company called Searsucker that makes a grapefruit gin that's fucking lovely. Just here in Knoxville, not far away. Yep, postmodern. That's, right. that's make exactly what some I'm great out, man. Yeah. yeah, postmodern spirits down here um, in Knoxville really make some dynamite stuff. That's mm-hmm. the place that really opened me up to gin, honestly. Yeah. Because okay. I had just had like bullshit crap before yeah, there. Yeah, they, they have a lot of great gin cocktails oh, and man, stuff there. Man, they do, and they make one over there called um, Uproot. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. It's like a, it's a gin, and it's even like a weird, like pale sort of green color, mm-hmm. and it's brewed with like Galangal, which is like Thai ginger, you know. Oh, okay. And I believe cardamom is in there, and maybe like some Szechuan peppercorns. Ooh, dude, it's the absolute best. Like you make a Moscow Mule with that shit instead that of vodka. Great. Yeah, change your world, man. I bet. So good. Yeah, you're right. Underrated spirit, right there. For sure. I do enjoy myself a gin. What you got next, Ben? My number three is one that I have been opening myself up to. With arms wide open, <laughs> into the liquor store. <laughs> Because over the past year or so, and honestly, this was a lot of my, um, oh, I think I just came up with the term, my quarantainment. Whoa. Right? I like that. Why haven't I heard that before? Yeah, it's great. Quarantainment. Trademark Dead Lovely. Uh-huh. Right here. Um, a lot of my quarantainment was spent being like, well, what am I going to eat and drink today? Because right. what else is there to do? Right? Yeah. There's nothing to look forward to. I'm not going yeah. anywhere. What I'm going to walk 20 feet to the fridge. Yep. I'm going to walk back. Like That's that, about it. That's about it. So I started exploring the world of fine rum over the past oh, yeah. year. You've been talking about it. Dude, I'm telling you what. We talk about a wide world. I, I landed on the fact that I like it a lot. Yeah. I like it a lot. <laughs> I agree. But the weird thing is with rum is like, if you haven't had one that you like, keep trying them. Because oh, yeah, the world so of rum is so vast mm-hmm. and so unregulated. Yeah. Where you'll have some that there's no way that you would even identify that as rum. Like, I've had some rums that have this, like, funky, medicinal, weird thing going mm-hmm. on with them. Then you have other rums, like like a bamboo or something like that that's very banana-y. And then you have, of course, all the different, you know, lights and darks and all that kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. It is a very vast world. And yeah. I think, honestly, it's one of those things that, you know, when you're raised by boomers, when you're talking about rum... All you think is like pina coladas and bullshit where the spirit's super covered up and it's fucking Bacardi. Again, if, if Bacardi's the only rum that you've ever had, I get it if you don't like rum. Yeah. It yeah. sucks. 
It, it's not good. No. Uh, the only use of it is a rum and coke and definitely add lime to cover up that acetone flavor. Exactly. Yeah. And all you're doing is drinking coke to get drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the point, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I enjoy myself a nice sip and rum. And, you know, again, if it's a really, really good one, you don't want to use that in a cocktail. Yeah. You don't want to cover it up or yeah, anything I mean, like that. I mean, it's already sweet and flavored. Yeah, exactly. Like, why do you need anything on top of it? Now, a good cocktail will make it even better. Lord, yes. But you can definitely drink it straight and enjoy it. Oh, yeah. And once again, to bring up RDM, he's definitely expanded my world as far as some of that goes. Yeah. Remember him coming down here and bringing us that El Dorado? Uh-huh. It was like the 20-year or some shit like that? Yes. Good God. It yeah. was like as complex as a nice-aged whiskey. Yes. You know? It yeah. was really just beautiful. And you get all those yeah. like deep brown sugar flavors and stuff out of those. Dude. Mm. Yeah. Rum just has... it. It's like... It's like you're getting your dessert while you're drinking. That's right. Like, just good combo of flavors. Just good as a liquor donut. I didn't put it on my list because I don't drink it often because it is higher in carbs. Sure. It comes from sugar, et cetera. But it's still great. Oh, yeah. Um, Lovely. My next is tequila. Yes. That's mine as well. Tequila is my number. I have a feeling our top two are aligned here. Probably the same. Yeah. So the number two, tequila. Tequila. uh, I love, I mean, I love mezcal. And I would have put it on here over tequila, but I definitely drink tequila more. Yeah. If I Mezcal's more, not for me, man. Isn't like, it? Kate loves it, oh, but, man. you know, she loves all the smoky peaty scotches exactly, and stuff like yeah. that. I tend to not like drinking smoky things. Hmm. Okay. Just in general, you know? Okay. So, tequila was the better choice then, because we both agree on this. Fuck Just, yeah. I, my favorite is Altos. I go with Altos all Altos the time. Altos is great. So good. But, like, I mean, there's so many great tequilas out there. And what you're getting is, like, I mean, tequila has, some tequilas have that kind of smoky quality to them already. Mm -hmm. If the agave was smoked beforehand. And then that, like, slight saltiness to it. Like, I don't know, man. Tequila has so much going on that people are missing by licking it, slamming it, and sucking it. Or throwing it in a frozen margarita. But again, man, that's... You know, you're trying to get rid of your Cuervo, I guess. I guess that's the plan, yeah. <laughs> right? And I, I always have to bring this up. I will be evangelical about this forever. Only buy tequila that says 100% agave. Yes. It'll say 100% day agave. If it doesn't say 100% agave, do not buy it. That yeah. includes Cuervo Gold, yep. which is a marketing scam. Mm-hmm. If you've had a bad night with tequila, it's because you had something that wasn't pure tequila. Yeah. Only get 100% agave. And the thing about it is, too, is like, I mean, I learned that back in my fucking broke days, and I was able mm-hmm. to find some great, like, $16 yes. bottles that are 100% agave. Tequila's not expensive, and no. you can get good stuff for cheap. Like, Oh, yeah. 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 I love it, man. And, you know, again, there's some really amazing high-end tequilas and stuff like that yes. that have an incredible smoothness and that aged quality to them. Some, mm-hmm. of, some of them even bring in, like, a, a light vanilla-y quality yeah. sometimes. That you would absolutely just want to savor and sip on, man. Yes. For Although sure. I will say the tequila shot is the heavyweight champion of all shots. In fact, it's the only <laughs> shot that I enjoy doing. I, I'm not I'm not into shots at all. Yeah. At all. But yeah, tequila. I mean, at least it's got some flavor to it. Oh yeah. You know, otherwise you're just getting that burn. Oh yeah, you don't want to do yeah. that. But man, it's just like you know, an instant margarita in your face. Yeah. I'm turning my face into the mixer. That's the plan, right? Just swish it around. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Shake it around. <laughs> I do enjoy a fine-ass tequila, though, yeah. man. Like I said, 100% agave. That's what you got to look for. I'm guessing our number one's the same. It's Bissy. Bisky. You got to drink on some Bissy. Mm-hmm. Some I, good old sipping whiskey. I'm going to include bourbon in this, too. I well, know I, I would say bourbon specifically for me 
Because we're uh, Southern boys. We're Southern boys. We're South. But we're country strong. I guess technically the whiskey I was going to name as my most consistent drinking whiskey that I specifically sip on is uh, Evan Williams Bottle and Bond. B.I.B., baby. That's that's a Kentucky. That's bourbon, right? I believe that it yeah. is. I like. Uh, I also like a George Dickel. Yeah, which is a Tennessee whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a big bourbon fan. Oh yeah, just that natural sort of sweetness and the complexity, complexity, the variety. So many different bourbons, um, whiskeys, etc., with so many different flavors. Now I know a lot of people who've had whiskey would be like, "What flavor? Burn? Yeah, just yeah burn. gasoline flavor." And I get that. Uh, I used to feel the same way. You get into it. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. And again, like, if all that you've had is Jack Daniels, mm-hmm. I pity you. I mean, you know, Jack Daniels has some, some like, uh, Gentleman Jack, solid. It's okay. Yeah, but it, it's really brand recognition more than anything. Oh, yeah. You're better off buying, again, George Dickel or Evan Williams for cheaper. Yep. And you get a better whiskey. I find myself really enjoying most wheated uh, bourbons and whiskeys. I enjoy ah, a weeded yeah, one. Weeded one. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's something about the the flavor that that brings out. There's like a cleanness. They're usually to smoother. It. Yeah, cleaner. yeah, mm-hmm. that I enjoy. I found myself straying away from more corn based whiskeys uh, and stuff. I think because I like I gym beamed all the way through college, <laughs> and that corn <laughs> flavor is one of those things that I can immediately taste in any whiskey and be like, yeah, this is like a gym beam variant. Uh, and bull- I'm, I'm over bullets it. like that for me. Bullet bourbon is yeah. very corny. I like the bullet rye. Bullet rye good. is good though. Yeah, but I really dislike about bullet is the way that their owner um, Suck. sucks. Yeah, yeah, and is completely ashamed of his uh, gay progeny mm. for being born the way they are. Piece so shit. yeah, so maybe don't give them your money. Give that to somebody mm-hmm. else instead because that sucks. Yeah, you know? including yeah. A little something that I have for you here. Now, I picked this up over at Cork's Liquor Stall in the Old City, Knoxville. And um, I went in there and I was buying myself just like a mixing bourbon whiskey. Yeah. So I got myself a Larceny. That's my usual oh, go-to. Just mm-hmm. cheapy. Still mm-hmm. nice on its own. Yes, it is. It's only like 20 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. I have a feeling that price is going to go up on that afterward. Yeah, that always happens. I mean, gosh. I remember, Weller. Bu- I remember buying Weller Dude. all the time. Like, I took a half gallon of Weller with me to L.A., and by the time, like, I brought it out to drink it, it was when it had started skyrocketing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, dude, you used to be able to get Weller for, like, 25 or $30 yeah. <sighs> all over the place. Man. Man, that Weller, um, is it special antique or something like that? The 107. Oh, my God. That's so good exceptional my father-in-law got some of that and it's just heavenly man it's amazing. so fucking good mm-hmm. so anyway I, I bought a larceny for my mixing liquor in case i want to make a and coke yeah and not feel bad about right. it and also based on the recommendation of of ariel over there who always has great recommendations i decided to try this out now okay. this is about a 60 something dollar bottle Ooh. and this is uncle nearest 1856 and i want you to know the story about this before you try this out because this is interesting so this company is entirely owned and run by black women which is unusual of course in that world and the reason being is because there's an old story that they apparently tried to dispute and hide and bury a million times over okay but it's absolutely true that a slave taught jack daniels how to brew whiskey should have taught him how to not kick safes. Yeah, maybe that, right? <laughs> Could be that. Yeah, that's. I did not know that. Yes. I mean, I knew the 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 slave taught Jack Daniels thing, but I, I didn't know that there was a a black female ran, ran mm-hmm. whiskey company. Yeah, that is 
in se- from the 19th century. Yeah, totally, right? Bizarre. Jesus. That's so awesome. The thing about it is, is that there is like a big dispute, and Jack Daniels tried to say the entire thing never happened, but they eventually found like a journal entry that was like, and on this day, Uncle Nearest taught me to brew the sweet, sweet whiskey. <laughs> so it's like, oh, huge surprise. This thing that's mega popular that white people Wait, have profited off of. Wait, is this critical of. race theory I oh, keep hearing about? I gotta get rid of that, right? What? What is it they were <laughs> complaining about? I don't fucking know. What is they, I found apparently everybody found out finally about the Tulsa race massacre. Yeah. And white people are like, that's critical race theory. <laughs> you're being mean to me. I've made up a thing you're doing and I'm mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So after this journal entry and stuff, it was finally like not even up for debate anymore. Yeah. And this company started and uh, dude, this tastes like what Jack Daniels should taste like. Okay. It is apparently very close to the distillery that Jack Daniels is at, so they're mm-hmm. using the same water source, that limestone Tennessee mm-hmm. water, yeah. charcoal filter and everything. It's higher proof. It's 100 proof, Ooh. and it is shockingly smooth, and I think you'll see what I mean. Okay. It tastes like private school Jack Daniels. Yeah, I want to taste I mean, honestly, to say it tastes anything like Jack Daniels is a disservice because Jack Daniels kind of sucks, as I said. How good is that shit? It's fantastic. It's wow. so smooth. Yeah, no, I just let that sit in my mouth there yeah. for a bit because it's got a great, like, sort of cherry flavor. Uh-huh. There's, like, I don't know, like... It has that Tennessee whiskey lo- flavor, yeah, for sure. Tennessee whiskey, but it, it's, it's like, so many different fruity flavors, like apricot. Yeah. Man, that is great. And just very, very clean tasting to me. You, you don't get that, like... Sometimes, you know, you get that wow. charcoal-y kind of bitter thing going yes. on. It yeah, doesn't have that this, no. at all. It's very, very smooth. Oh, I can taste, like, I can taste the grain now. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. That's good stuff, It's man. really good, man. Like, that is what... Just so everybody knows, this is not a full drink. This is, like, an ounce. Yeah, it's drink. a snoot. It Just is, again, the morning. <laughs> yeah, really, really good stuff. I figured that you'd enjoy that one because I know that I certainly did and enjoy supporting hey, the company. Great. That is awesome, yeah. I'm... Go get you some Uncle Nearest. We'll, we'll take a photo of that and put it on the Instagram and yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. I want to hear about what your all's favorite sipping liquors be. Maybe you enjoy lipping a sicker during a movie. Maybe you do. Maybe you tell us about it on that Facebook group. Yeah, head on over there. Facebook.com forward slash dead and lovely pod. Yeah, that's the one. Dead and lovely pod. But you can always go to our linked dot linkter dot forward slash dead and lovely. <laughs> and find us all over the place. It's got all this stuff. That's right. Steve. Ben. There's people that listen to this show. Uh-huh. And we talk with them on the internet and stuff yep. all the time. To be typing away. But what if we were to meet them in real life in three dimensions? Whoa. Can we do it in even more dimensions? I mean, yeah. I let's want do fucking motion. 11 dimensional hangouts. What but do you think about that? Yes. 11 dimensional hangout happening August 27th. Yes. Knoxville, Tennessee. That's right. That's right. Come on down. Hang out with your boys. We'll be Drinking some drinky drinks, maybe arranging some special fun events and stuff like that, but more importantly, hanging out with you guys. That's right. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a happy, fun time. I'm so excited to see all of you guys, so be sure to follow our Instagram and Facebook and social medias and all that kind of stuff. For updates as we get them, let us know if you guys are coming down. That way we can get a head count and start making some arrangements. Oh, and also, while it's still relevant, here at Dead and Lovely, we say heroes do eat pussy. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Steve, now that we're getting ourselves properly imbibed, how Mm -hmm. about we just go ahead and talk about one of our favorite imbibers 
It's the Wolf Cop himself from 2014. Yeah. Now, this is a movie that we are doing for Howlin' at the June. June. I'm a werewolf. June, June, June. <laughs> That's they a, say. They do, yeah. And, uh, you know, where are we doing? A couple of werewolf movies mm-hmm. this month. We got another one coming up next month werewolf. I'm excited about that was uh, voted on mm-hmm. on our Facebook group and stuff like that. And uh, we do enjoy ourselves a good old werewolf movie, but there's not really a lot of really great werewolf movies. I mean, American Werewolf, obviously. American Dark Werewolf, Soldiers. Uh, uh, we'll see how you feel about the Howling next yeah. week. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, Dark Soldiers. I I think this one is great. Um, in the sense of being awesome, funny. Yeah. Like, it's exactly what I want from a, a fun horror movie. But as far as the werewolf bit, I, I mean, the werewolf bit looks great, but it's not like. It's not like they go deep in werewolf lore or anything. Sure, sure, sure. sure. They, you know, they just basically set up the exposition of you are a werewolf. It's like, yeah, kind of obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but they do also <laughs> like for. wrap it up in some other weird, crazy lore and mythology that was a twist that I didn't that really cool. see coming, which yeah. is cool. And uh, yeah, you're right. It's like this is just a really fun, fucking stupid movie that mm-hmm. you can tell that the filmmakers had a really good time yep. with. And I know a lot of the people on the Facebook group and stuff were really excited to hear that we're covering this yeah. movie. Well, this is one that. Like Emily and I watched on a whim one time just because of the cover because it was like, wait, what? Yeah, that looks awesome. <laughs> so we watched it and we were like, yeah. Turns Especially out, especially awesome. once it hit the transformation scene, we were sold. Just yeah. like, oh, wow, what exploding dick? Oh my yeah. god, dude! I'll tell you what. Yeah, this is one that you've talked about for a really long time mm-hmm. and just got around to watching for the first time yeah. the other night. Actually, after we finished our other episode, yeah. I pretty much immediately started watching this movie. And uh, it it is it is a fun time. I knew nothing about it going into it. Yeah. I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't read a synopsis. I assumed a solid idea. that it was gonna be silly just based on the cover and the yeah. title. It's like okay, this is gonna be a fun, funny movie uh-huh. for sure. And uh, yeah, pretty much as soon as the movie starts, you pretty much know exactly where you're at yes. in this movie. You got this scummy ass cop, Lou. Yeah. He's a he's an alcoholic. He wakes up next to someone in bed. Didn't know she was there. Basically, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, he's he's a he's a bad cop, a drunk. A he lush. sees a guy kick a dog and he doesn't do anything about I it. I mean, come on. That I mean, that's that's your perfect anti save the cat moment. Yeah. Like, do nothing about the dog kick. Come on. Even as a cop. Yeah. Like he could have done something. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. And then he's driving to work and we see him basically just ignoring all these other crimes. He's a bad <laughs> cop. He sucks at this. At this point in the movie too when you're just seeing like it's just so many like bars and liquor donuts and mm-hmm. like people drinking on the streets and people just being like shitty wearing hunting gear and stuff. I didn't know this is a Canadian movie, but already I was like this is, this is either probably a Canadian movie. Yeah, I was like this is either Canadian <laughs> or it's like Midwest like fucking yeah. Wisconsin oh, or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you'd set this in Minnesota, it'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. pretty much cuz it seems like in this this tiny little town that they're in, it's like all that there is to do is drink and hunt and they combine yep. this into their annual <laughs> drink, drink and, and shoot. shoot. <laughs> the drinking shoot. The drinking shoot. Dude, the Everybody get is, liquored up, go out in the woods, just start shooting. Just start shooting. The funny thing is, though, dude, is like, depending on where you grew up, you might think that seems like a silly, outrageous thing that could never happen, mm. but it's not at no, all. No, it's not. I guarantee it happening this weekend. Here. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. For sure. Yeah, the drink and shoot festival. I got a kick out of that, man. And, uh, yeah, just tiny shitty town, but there's a seedy underbelly. There's Obviously. some stuff going on. We got this mm-hmm. political race going on between yeah. these two. We got the, the, mayor, the 
Mare is uh, an older woman, and old we got a, a young man who wants to clean up the town running against her. Yep. And then he winds up dead. Uh-oh. What happened? Oh, he OD'd. Uh-uh. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, I love that they put, like, the needle tracks and stuff on him, but also his throat is, like, open. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think happened? I'm thinking an overdose. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, what? <laughs> well, th- this movie doesn't waste... Uh, a whole lot of time trying to defend police. Like no, it sho- it shows- they're pretty shit. They're just pretty shitty people. Yeah, pretty they're shot. shitty. Yeah, and th- yeah, the so yeah, we got the 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 mayor candidate dying, and uh, this basically uh, the what's his name, chief, the chief who's named chief officer, I believe. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, is he a chief? Is he an officer? What what's his title here? Uh, the chief, yeah, he says, must, must have been, you know, an animal that got a hold of his neck at night or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, that seems like shoddy police work, but then we find out later that he's uh, a reptilian. Shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. <laughs> like, what? Who needs werewolf blood to rule? I, I guess. <laughs> to keep going, I suppose. Again, there's not really, like, all that much explained as far as that's concerned, but yeah. I love the fact that, like, this isn't just a werewolf movie. It turns out that this is a werewolf versus shapeshifters movie. Yeah. What? And they're like David Icke reptilian yeah. looking shapeshifters. That's hilarious. What? I, what a great choice, too. They make the politicians, the and then, you know, uh, that third guy who's just the Will, Willie, played by Jonathan Cherry of Final Destination 2. Dude, I had no idea that was him. You pointed that out yeah. earlier, and I was like, what the fuck? Well, it's that guy? Ten years in between. He's aged a little bit. And he had a mustache. He you did. can't recognize anybody if they have a mustache. Perfect disguise. <laughs> Perfect disguise right there. But he, he's basically the groomer for the reptilians. So the other two reptilians, you got the, the mayor and the police chief, and then he's, he comes along and seems innocent and whatnot, and he grooms the werewolf to get him to the place of the ritual. Yeah, kind of baits the town fool, yeah. essentially, which we yeah. find out was also other chick's dad right. a generation and, and before. And also his his uh, dad. Yeah, so they're so, all co-ops. Yeah, so they, they've all been sort of the victims in the past of this shape-shifting reptilian werewolf blood cult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you say it that way, it's, it's it sounds really pretty fucking, fucking cool. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so much really awesome, cool stuff in here. Specifically, the way the werewolf transitions and the way the werewolf looks. And that's usually the big thing. That's the like, draw, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, American Werewolf got the transformation scene, the howling. You'll see it soon. Oh, boy. Transformation scene. like Even Trick or Treat, like the, yeah. the werewolf transformation mm-hmm. reveal. Like, that's the real, like, money shot of any werewolf movie. Yeah. Like, that's what you want to see. I mean, you want to see the zombie eat brains in a zombie movie. You want to see the vampire turn into a bat, whatever. You want to see that werewolf trans- transformation. Because yeah. it's like, that's every werewolf movie's opportunity to be like, now, how are you going to do it? Does the guy mm-hmm. grow hair and stretch and elongate? Does he tear his skin off? Does, Does he-, he duck behind an armoire and then yeah, come up happens. with a ripped up tattered shirt? That's the classic right there. That, that is the classic. Very low armoire count in this movie. Not, not enough armoires, I would say that. Yeah. Must be a Canadian thing. Yeah, they hate armoires. Yeah. They they still are recovering from <laughs> the great armoire war. They probably call them something else. Something kind of cute. Yeah, probably so. A moiré or something. Yeah, probably just something like completely silly sounding and innocent. <laughs> they do that. Like, what, what do they call drawers in this? Uh, gitch. gitch. Yeah. Lose the Take gitch. Out, lose the gitch. What? Yeah. Gitch? That's your drawers? Yeah, that's your drawers. Just take off your toque. Take off your gitch. 
get <laughs> to it. Is I a guess. cute word. It's just a silly. I word. wish we called our money cute things too. Loonies and toonies. So this is a one dollar bill. That's us. Oh, it sounds so stiff. So yeah. Um, dick explosion. We should talk about it. Okay, the transformation in this dude. Like I said, that's really like the thing that you're there to see. You want to see that yeah. transformation. You want to see what the werewolf looks like. And in this movie, after he get he gets like knocked out, he just wakes up. You know, he wakes up not really remembering what happened last night all the time because yeah. he's, he's a drunk. Yeah, so it's not not a big surprise to him. Yeah, to wake not up and not know what happened. Yeah, but uh, man, he goes to that bar and old uh, hottie McBartender there <laughs> is getting him Jessica. good, good and wore out and sauced, super yeah. liquored up, and he goes down there into the commode, into the men's room. He ain't feeling too good, and he no. starts to transform him down there. And the transformation in this dude. He's standing there at the urinal taking a piss, and first thing that happens is he starts to piss blood. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now, okay, this is entertaining because it makes you absolutely squirm, Mm -hmm. but it's also interesting, too, because it is showing you that anatomically the transformation is happening from the inside out. Yes. It's like his innards are being rearranged. So he's pissing blood. Oh, my God. Which is not a good sign. Not if you are a good pissing blood, have that checked out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. That's I a dead so. and lovely special message. This You're welcome. Week. <laughs> Get that looked at, buddy. Honestly, blood's coming out of anything, uh, unless you're a woman, and it's uh, the regular menses. Totally natural. Get it checked out otherwise. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he transforms Dick first. Now, this is one of those things that... I was not prepared for. He's holding his fucking dick in his hands, and it starts to, like, inflate like a fucking balloon. <laughs> and it fucking pops. Yeah. Jesus, God, man. And then man. fur dick. Yeah. <laughs> and, dude, like, I love, too, that, you know, in the entire grand scheme of werewolf stuff in horror movies, mm-hmm. we have transitioned all the way from does Wolfman have nards to Wolfman's dick explodes in his hand. What? <laughs> How the times they have changed. Yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, I think that might even be kind of what they're thinking. Like, that might have been the, like, road they went yeah. down where it was like, Wolfman's got an ours. Well, he's, that means he's got a dick. Is it a furry dick? Wait. How does this dick happen? Like, does it explode with fur? That's or does the skin rip too. off? Yeah. So we've yeah. all seen, you know, the hand and feet transformations, the teeth come out and yeah. stuff like that. What's going on with the dick and balls? That's what we've all been thinking. <laughs> exactly. I've wondered this forever. I bet that, though, I bet he's got a big old, you know, creepy dog red rocket dick. Yeah. So, like, that, I would think. I did, yeah. I did assume that. Like, because he does have sex as a werewolf in this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, like, that scene was getting set up, and I'm like, are they about to do a werewolf sex scene? Yeah. Is this. Is this bestiality? <laughs> like, what? What? Uh, I mean, huh. all right. <laughs> this is the future of the liberals. Uh, this won't. also brings up, is it necrophilia to have sex with a vampire? Yes. And it is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. so. That's a so, dead yeah. person. Yeah, it is. It's bestiality. Cause I'll he tell is. you what, man. They start letting the women vote. Then they'll start letting people have sex with, with animals. This is the future them liberals want. That's what they keep talking about. Uh-huh. It's a yeah. rocky road. I'll tell old, you this. Oh, uh, more progressive than FDR Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> he cut childhood poverty in half with a $1,400 check, guys. Remember? Killed it. <laughs> Slam dunk. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah that, that fucking sex scene. The transition is awesome. Yeah. yeah oh, the, my God, man. The sex scene 
I yeah, I seriously was like, wait. I, same with me. It was like, wait, are they about They're to do this? They're not going to do this. And then they do it, and then it's long. It's, it's a really long. long scene, and there's that like super lovey-dovey. It's like 80s ballad song mm-hmm. kind of playing and stuff that's awesome. Just totally yeah. fit that scene very, very well. Oh, which we just saw recently in Return to Horror High. They did the same thing. Like oh, yeah. That real long sex scene. So, yeah, real that, long, man. Yeah. Fucking um, hilarious, man. But, yeah, like the transformation in this mm-hmm. – what I think is cool is they kind of go the route that kind of like what they did in trick or treat mm-hmm. where they, you know, the skin peels off. It's like the yeah. werewolf is already there under your skin and you have to peel your own face off and it splits through your skin. Like right. it's very like painful looking and mm-hmm. it's very transformative in a right. complete way. Yeah. I mean, even to the point where like the the other cop that comes in the crime scene later on like picks up his severed face and uh-huh. is like hey it looks like you and kind of yeah. like dangles it around and shit as yeah that was really like that this movie it, it never takes itself too, too seriously until the end i think at the end it, the tone kind of shifts a little a bit a little bit yeah um i wish it had kept the silly it is pretty silly still at the end like you got the reptilians like we see their faces and stuff and yeah there's but, some spirit of Halloween looking yeah. shapeshifter faces. Yeah. I, I think it's very clear that like eighty percent of this budget went into the look of the wolf cop yeah. himself. Which of course you gotta or prioritize. Also the wolf cop car. Oh, the wolf cop car, of course. <laughs> but those those reptilians looked pretty shot. Yes. It didn't really look very and we well, never that, got that's why I don't think we ever saw him talk or anything. Right, exactly. Yeah. And we also never saw any of the actual shape shifting. It yeah. was all like this one actor's on screen. Uh, cut to another shot. Now it's a different actor on screen. Yeah. Like, we never saw like a yeah. morph, which honestly, good choice. Yes, yeah. I was gonna say if it's between that and like some animorphs looking low budget shit, mm-hmm. I'd just rather not see it. Yeah, I agree. You know? So that's like that's just good budgetary choices. Yes, yeah, it is. You know, because I assume this is pretty low budget. Uh, yeah, the estimated budget of three million Canadian. So oh, I don't know. That's that's a lot of loonies. That's about eighty trillion toonies, I believe. <laughs> no, it'd just be. A million five hundred thousand toonies. Hey, I'm gonna learn you something real quick that I just learned about Let our Canadian brethren. So you've of course heard the term hockey hosers. Mm-hmm. You've heard them call each other hosers as an mm-hmm. insult. You know where this comes from? No. You're about to learn something right here. Uh huh. Okay. Back in the day, pre Zamboni machine. Okay. The losing team would have to clean the ice and resurface it from all the skate marks and stuff, and they'd have to hose it down. And make it, you know, so it's basically loser. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know, right? Now it's like this makes absolute sense. The toque thing, I still got nothing on that. Whatever. But there is a reason behind hoser, and it is just like saying you lost. Huh. Well, that's great. I know. Now I know something. (laughs) The more you know. Canadian edition. Yeah, exactly. Uh Maple leaf. Yeah, maple leaf instead of a star. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, transformation in this I think is really great, and I think the actual look of the wolf cop himself is really good too. Now they kind of did a little bit more of a Monster Squad style snub nose werewolf. Yeah. He doesn't have Which, the long canine snout. I think that makes the most sense. Like, how is your skull gonna reshape and then shape back? Like it. I mean, it's already hard to swallow the idea of a vamp or of a werewolf. Yeah. Like. Oh my gosh. But if it is just basically hair coming out of your um, pores and, and your nails getting longer and your teeth getting longer, I'm, I'm You'd have fine a snub with nose, that. Yeah. I can believe that. Snub nose makes sense. But when the, the nose actually like comes out, it's like, so your skull is being reshaped and then it's going to go back. 
and you're fine <laughs> like you're not just gonna be in absolute pain i oh, feel yeah. like you'd be in a lot of pain well that's something that american wolf did so well right it's is the like pain yeah. yeah it did the the stretch on yeah. everything and it showed how excruciating it is yeah. which is cool but especially in a movie like this where you know he's not a full-blown werewolf out of control right kind of thing he is still vaguely human he can speak he's conscious of who's a friend and who's a foe and stuff that's, he's just a wild man as is all. that is that because of the booze? I think that is because yeah. of the booze. Uh, that gives him that special ability uh, to talk and be himself, Kind of basically. in control, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's that's something that's kind of funny about this movie is, like, obviously it's showing his terrible alcohol problems and stuff like that, and the movie never tries to go out of the way and be like, and then he entered a 10-step program and got his life right. right. It's like, no, no the liquor powers him yeah, and makes him strong. Yeah, actually a positive for him, yeah. yeah. At the very end of the movie, he gets that, like, final, like, power sip of whatever's in that flask, uh-huh. and then just kicks ass after yeah. that, I guess. It's, it's so rad, like, I, I love that idea because it make it, it helps with the tone. Like, yeah. you really want it to be funny. So, I mean, a werewolf's a big, serious, scary beast. If he's also powered by booze and the booze makes him more intelligent. Yeah, it makes him more tame. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. It keeps him in control. Yeah. And uh, I think, that, again, the actual look of him is really, really cool. I think yeah, that it it's obvious they put a lot of the budget into that, and it's a very cool-looking costume mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, so... We need to talk about Willie Higgins. Willie Higgins. He's the source of most of the comedy throughout. Like everything he says basically is gold. Yeah, he's hilarious. Like uh uh he slams he slams all that whiskey, uh the wolf cop slams all that whiskey and he goes, Man, he likes to party. <laughs> <laughs> he's very much like a Dietrich Bader character in this uh, movie. Yes. You know, if this is yeah. an American movie, that would Dietrich have been Dietrich Bader. Would Bader. Be playing him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That's funny. I didn't think about it. I I really love the bit where um, this is like when he decides to be the wolf cop and he goes on that rampage killing the piggies. Oh, yeah. Who are robbing the store. <laughs> He's coming back to the uh, the car. <laughs> he says, try not to kill anybody on your way back to the car, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything. Yeah. Just everything he says is basically really funny. and Because like. A lot of what Lou does is funny, but he's more like he's more of a straight character. Like he's just the guy going through this, and then once he's the cop, the wolf cop, he's funny because he is a werewolf doing cop things. Yeah, he's just doing cop stuff yeah. still. I think but, the grossest part of the movie though is looking at those fucking overcooked ass scrambled eggs that Lou served. Uh, that he was served Lou. Yeah, man, dry ass eggs. Ugh. Oh yeah. man, an overcooked. My wife scramble. loves a dry ass. Oh egg. no. Oh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm I'm the same as you. I like I like a custardy egg. I don't oh, want it. Yeah, yeah, man. Mix them up good. Yeah. Um so I guess the the central the the central villains in this, you got we said the shapeshifters, but you also have the gang leader who looks like Chris Angel in a Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Spirit of Halloween yeah. Matrix Man yeah. costume. It'd, it'd be like um, uh, trench coat kung fu guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. And his gang are the piggies who are causing a lot of this violence and stuff throughout. You know he's a bad guy based on two things. Guy liner uh-huh. and 
Flick knife. Got that flick knife, dude. <laughs> Always with the switchy. Yeah. It's good to know this crosses cultural boundaries, too. It does. Right? Even in Canada, having a switchblade they makes you a scumbag. the switchy. <laughs> Why is it that a switchy is so much different than another knife? What if you just had, like, a Bowie knife? Would you be, like, probably respectable? He might use that for good purposes. A flick knife, you're always like, trouble. That guy is, yeah, he's going to cause trouble. Uh, you know what it probably is? You can't know where it is. It's not a fixed blade. Oh, that's a good point. Like... Hey, could be anywhere. That could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. it, it might not even be in the hilt. You know what? Might have the blade at home. Now that I'm thinking about it, I did read an article a while back about how Big Knife was funneling tons of money into the film industry Big through the knife. 80s and 90s, trying to discredit and besmirch Small Knife and yeah. Flick Knife. Are we sure it's not Big Big Knife? Big Big Yeah, it would yeah. be Big Big Knife. <laughs> yeah. It used to just be Big Knife. And then the big knife guys are like, I'm not really into small knives. Let's split. There is a hero spectrum here, though, because the knife gets too big. You enter machete territory. You're back bad. to villain. Yeah. Back to villain again. I think the absolute edge of that is the crocodile Dundee knife, right? It has like, to be. That yeah. thing was gigantic. Almost machete, but not machete. Exactly. Still so. in the hero range, man. There's a lot of size queen action going on with, with knives. <laughs> I think, and the goodness and badness of them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you got a tiny little flick knife? You're a bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, big old machete? What are you compensating yeah. for, huh? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's just right. Yeah, I got my average size knife that can do everything. <laughs> Ooh. This is some average guy energy shit going into big knife, I'm pretty yeah, sure. That's probably what it is, yeah. Huh. It's not the size of your knife, it's what you do with it it's that determines true. if you're a hero or a villain. You could do something heroic with a flick knife. We need to find some news stories yeah. about, like, fucking... Uh, Switchblade this, hero. Yeah, this kindergarten was about to be blown up until a lone hero with a switchy <laughs> flick-knifed his way out of this disastrous situation. <laughs> you know? Uh, last remaining uh, albino panda saved by hero with flick-knife. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down with this entire idea of Switchblade hero. So... At one point, we see the gang leader, I believe, snorting werewolf blood. That's got to be an ultimate high. I bet. Like, I can't even imagine what that does to you, but he seems way into it, so. I tagged on a post on Instagram earlier of a guy uh, snooting a beer, just drinking a beer through his nose. <laughs> Did you see that yet? No. I now <laughs> declare this snoot beer summer. Snoot beer summer. Yeah, we all got to drink our beer through our noses. Oh, it looks real terrible. excruciating because, yeah, he's got it up to his nose and he plugs the other nostril and he's kind of like taking sips of air in through his mouth. To, it just seems really not good, man. <sighs> yeah, pass. Dude's rock, huh? <laughs> man, we're so cool. We're so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, snorting that werewolf blood up, man. And again, this is kind of cool. Like, the way they sort of expanded this idea that, like, yeah, there's this crazy fucking werewolf and stuff like this, but yeah. also his blood is a source of power that this cult preys yeah. on and stuff. Like that's sort of like a a double layer of craziness that I didn't bank on whenever we started watching this movie. Yeah. I I kind of wonder like have the shape-shifting alien or I I say aliens, they're not necessarily aliens. I don't know where they're from. I don't know where they're from. They ain't from America. I'll Are tell you that. They're aliens. They ain't from America. <laughs> that's true. They're probably from the center of the earth. Probably. They've lived there with Kong. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so th I wonder if the aliens, shapeshifters, have ever thought of, like, making a deal with the werewolves. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I guess this is the first one that's talked, though. 
This True. would be perfect time, though, to sit down at the table and be like, listen, hey. Maybe we talk about this. Maybe we'd be friends. Maybe, there's maybe an you give us a little werewolf blood and we don't try to take your werewolf blood. Yeah, we'll do something cool for you guys, too. We'll yeah. transform into um, somebody that's really cool, like um, uh, Ricky Gervais, uh-huh. and do a, a show for you. And tell you how stupid you are for being religious. That's that's the trade-off. That's pretty much it. Yep. Yeah. Give us your blood. We'll do that for you. But then you'd be like, but hold on, Ricky. Our religion is shape-shifting, and it works. So like, we, we use werewolf. Like, myth busted. You know what? We're going to eat you. Yeah, maybe that's what happens. <laughs> Ricky Gervais is going to die when shape-shifting reptilian people and werewolves tear him apart. After a comedy show gone awry. I quote Steve, you just fucking read the future. <laughs> Steve Stradamus over here, man. It's written in the stars. Yeah, um, maybe that's explored in the sequel. Have you ever seen the sequel? Another I Wolf Cop? I have not watched Another Wolf Cop, and I wanted to, but again, as we said, it's 36 hours since we last recorded. Uh, <laughs> I, I, wa- I want to, and I, and I probably will maybe tonight. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm interested because they've laid all the groundwork. Like, yeah. now where do they go? Because, like, the surprise was the dick explosion. The surprise <laughs> was, oh, he rips out of the, the cell that Higgins has him in and answers the phone and talks and yeah. then <laughs> goes and does cop shit. Just does like, cop stuff. Like, all that is the, like, the humor is, like, you're surprised by it. So what do you do in a sequel? I wonder about that. Got to find out. Right. It's like when the world is already built and there's not really those surprises. Yeah. Where does it go from here? Mm-hmm. And know? I think I think the movie does suffer from that a little by the end. Once everything's set up. Yeah. A little and bit. they don't have like a lot of jokes or anything. Mm-hmm. It's really just like coming to a conclusion of the story you've set up. It, it's a little like slow. I think so too, yeah. man. The, the best act of the movie is definitely the middle act. Yeah. It, it does take a little while before we get full on wolf cop. Yes. It's yeah. probably about 30 or 40 minutes into the movie, I mm-hmm. think, before we see him. And then that middle act is full of a lot of really great stuff. Like, yeah. whenever I think of this movie in the future, I'm going to be thinking of the middle act of the movie. Yeah. And then the last act, like you said, they do kind of have to get a little bit more serious to tie up the movie and mm-hmm. make it go somewhere and uh, and wrap up. And it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's just, it doesn't fit the tone of the rest of the movie. I mean, I guess it does fit the tone of the first act, kind of. Yeah. But that middle act has happened. It's We're excited. Oh, yeah. You want a more exciting conclusion. It's I not going to get like cooler after you see him construct his wolf cop car. <laughs> Which is so rad. It's fucking awesome. And it's in like a montage and shit, uh-huh. too. They pull it into that like <laughs> shop. And yeah, he like tears the big W into the hood, which is awesome. And Puts that light on sideways. Why is it sitting sideways? I don't know, but uh, you did send me a picture of a sign from a WCW show back in the 90s (laughs) that said, Goldberg eats corn the long way. (laughs) The long way. And I died laughing about it. And the entire time with, I kept thinking the long way every time it would show that. (laughs) Why would you do that? Why would you do it that way? Goldberg eats corn the long way. (laughs) What a what an insult! What a great yeah, insult to toss at somebody! Like, like how would you do what? it? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, I just can't imagine. You end up choking yourself. I love that wolf cop car though. That's a really fun part of the movie because, like, again, I love that even though he's a wild wolf man, 
He's still abiding by those safety precautions. Yeah. Says wear goggles while using this machine, and he does. He does. Puts on some goggles. He does. It's gonna be responsible. Yeah, I really like uh, everything that happens in that bit. Like when uh, you know he gets the graffitos. Yeah. Uh, pisses all over Just them. Just pisses all over those Which kids. Is, I mean, that's like <laughs> one. I don't care about graffiti, but uh, it is like a, that's like an equal punishment. They're making their mark. He's making his mark. Okay, like, all right. There's an equal punishment. <laughs> and there. the kid's like, oh, it burns. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's wolf pee. <laughs> Probably would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, I mean, we do have to talk. Like all cops are are bastards. Wolf cops a cop. He's still a cop. I mean, he's still out here copping around. So, but the, the bastardy things, he doesn't really get into them. He works for a bastard. It's true. He's a sucky cop. Yeah. I guarantee he wouldn't hold anyone accountable before he was wolf cop. Sure. But am I, what I'm saying basically is I can't see a way to reform the police except turning them into werewolves. Oh man. This is a solution nobody's talked about yet. Yeah. I mean, we have all these defund, de-arm, all these things. People get up and arms about. Maybe this could really unite all of us. Turn them into werewolves, fill them with booze, see what happens. Yeah. I'll this tell could you be what. the end of our lives or the beginning of a better future. <laughs> we at least wouldn't have no trouble on the streets on Nice of Full Moons. I'll tell you that. Everybody Absol- staying Everybody the fuck would be in. in home. <laughs> Everybody staying home on those nights for sure, man. Would be an uptick in silver bullet sales, though. Ooh, man. <laughs> if you make silver bullets illegal, only criminals will have silver bullets. You know how it goes. Then I can't be a werewolfing. Yeah. Gotta do some wolfing of my own. <laughs> but yeah, that montage and stuff is definitely a highlight in the movie. There's so much funny, silly shit, and he like destroys the piggies and stuff that are robbing yeah. the liquor donuts. The liquor donuts. Liquor donuts. I've never had a liquor donut. I remember like right whenever um like Voodoo Donuts was making a huge name for themselves right. out there and they were doing like donuts with like, yeah, booze in them and like fucking Robotussin and shit in them. I didn't. I I didn't know about the. You could get roboed at a yeah. at a voodoo donut. Yeah, they had a robo donut, and uh-huh. it, it also got taken off. Well, yeah, the menu. They got kind of in some trouble for that. But like everybody that is a friend of mine that tours and stuff, that's always like, oh, if you're in town, you got to go to voodoo yeah. donuts. So everybody I know has had them except for me. I've never gotten to have them before, but uh, maybe one of these days. Maybe one maybe of these. Maybe one days. of these days, man. I'll get a liquor donut. We got to talk about Tina. Old Sergeant Tina, yeah. who's uh, presented as our one good cop. And here's what I'll say about her. She's a diligent cop. Okay. She's yeah. not a good cop because she really doesn't figure things out for way too long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It takes her too long to put things together. But she's a badass at the end she of the movie. She is a badass, yeah. Yeah. I uh, Tina, Tina has, like not much to do except to be mad at jessica yeah so that's a little like the character's pretty shallow it's i don't know is this pass back tell test no i can't remember i don't think it does all they talk about is oh no they do talk about how no because they're talking about her dad they talk about how her dad used to own that bar. That is talking about another guy. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah I don't think they have any conversation aside Word. from about an, a man. Yeah, uh, her character is, is uh, cool and all, but thin. Uh, there's just not, not much to her. And then Jessica, we find out, isn't even a character on her own. She is the shape-shifting mayor 
working at the bar to, I guess, find fools. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those ones that, like, I wish I would have had time to rewatch it because I would like to know, knowing what I know now in the movie, that that, you know, wasn't Jessica all along. Yeah. It was the mayor and stuff. Like, do the timelines and stuff work out? Is there I any think way? So, yeah, I, I did try to pay attention to that this time, and I think they do. Okay. I think... I think that all works. There's no there's no moments where the mayor and Jessica are in the be, same room yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Where, so I guess the mayor's always Jessica. Jessica never was a an individual. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the gore and kills and stuff in this? Oh man. Okay. So there's a lot of blood. Yeah. Um. The kills <laughs> solid. He rips a guy's face off, and That's the guy the runs one. around screaming, and it's so fucking easily funny. the best one of the whole movie. Yeah. Like there's there's a few in here where I could tell, you know, they they had to get kind of creative with some camera right. shots and stuff, and figure out how to do this on a budget. Mm-hmm. Like there's that one where it's during that big fight with the thugs that are making the drugs and stuff, and he like, right. rips that guy's head off and throws it, and mm-hmm. it kind of makes that silly like bombs away noise. Yes. But just the way that they cut those shots together where he's kind of like at the dude's neck, then you're kind of over his shoulder, then you see him lift him, then you see a head being thrown. It's yeah. kind of like, okay, there's some weird shooting and editing choices here. It's like, I get he ripped his hat off, but it wasn't very clear in yeah. that way. Uh, but then when he rips that dude's face off, it's so good. it's fucking great. He it's rips great. it clean off, yeah. and it's just bone white skull and uh-huh. blood pouring out. And he's like, ah! <laughs> And then he keeps like showing up yeah. with his face ripped off, just running around. Ah! Like, ah! <laughs> it would be a lot of pain. I bet. I bet that would not be fun. There are a ton of nerve endings in your, oh, in your Lord, face. Oh, Lord, man. Oh. But, dude, like that, that cracked me up. Every time that guy would show back up, it's like, kind of remind me of like the. Um, the cop in uh, uh, Psycho Goreman. Yes. This is like obliterated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is, you know, uh, Canadian Lowell Dean. Lowell Dean. Yeah. I, I, there's that ca- Canadian sense of humor throughout. For sure. Yeah, that, for sure. Uh, and also, I, I think he makes a reference to Ginger Snaps at one point. Because he says you may or may not start to get your period, yeah, which is not something that? normally associated with werewolves, except for ginger, ginger snaps. snaps. So yeah. I, yeah, I think he was making a ginger snaps reference. In Check the, out our episode on that one. Hell yeah! From I think was that last year? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Or did we do it in person? Might have been 2018. <laughs> it have been 2018. Last year didn't count. Who knows? Who the oh, fuck yeah. knows? Yeah, you you find it. Let's you can find little, it for good sure. Episode. Yeah, but um, I I think yeah you you get a lot of. Canadian filmmakers making references to other Canadian films and, and a lot of Canadian horror films that have comedy elements to them. I I'm into it. I'm down with it. Like yeah, Canadian totally. horror as like as a genre on its own. Like just, you know, look at like you know, prom night and stuff like that. It's fun usually. Yeah. Like prom night's not fun, but I named that one as, as one. But normally they have some fun, funny element along with often great gore scenes and great like makeup and stuff like that. So yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm, the entire Canadian art scene is so tightly knit and so completely different than what we have here in the states because you know so much Canadian music and movies and TV shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that are created with money from government grants. Right. Yeah. Like they pump money into the arts, and even on like Canadian radio, right. they have rules about like. I can't remember what the percentage is, but it's like, yeah, a third of all the songs on the radio have to be by Canadian artists and stuff because the government paid for that stuff with grants and all that. The Getty Grant, it's called. The Getty Mm -hmm. Lee Grant, as we know. The Getty Lee Grant, yeah. 
Oh, oh so, uh, this I completely forgot in the intro to talk about this. Speaking of Canadian and horror, our our, our friend Martin McPhail of uh, of Blitz Berlin. Oh yeah, they just won a Juno. Did they really? Yeah, that we talked oh. about it on the the interview that they had been nominated. They won. Go check Fuck out the yeah. video of Martin hearing that he won. It's adorable. I haven't seen this. I gotta watch it's this. It's so man. cute. His face is just like, wait, what? Oh, well, I remember <laughs> on the episode where we interviewed him on Psycho Gorman episode, you brought that up. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you guys just got nominated for this, and he's like, yeah, it's amazing. Can't mm-hmm. believe it and shit. That's yeah. so cool that they won. Yeah, they won. So go good on go them. Check the video. I'm sure you can find it, but it, it's really funny. That's awesome, man. Yeah, the uh, the Canadian references and stuff in this are, you know, obviously loud and proud, I think, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, the like shows like Trailer Park Boys and Letter Kenny, things where they embrace the Canadianness and be like they're not trying to pass as an American comedy yeah. to try to get like on an American station where they're just like, no, this is very much Canadian. I always dig it. Like I always like getting into that. Same with like British shows. When a British show is very British, and I'm like, I didn't even get that reference. <laughs> Often very fun because it's I might like, learn something. I'm yeah. The whole time you're like, what is going on? Also, I get that. I get that. There's like some universal connections, but also you're learning some new things. It's, yeah, and you're like, oh, beans for breakfast? <laughs> you what the Are hell? You kidding me? You just toss it on the toast. You just love starch. Why? <laughs> Why though? <laughs> and of course, you got to have a great library research scene in any uh, occult man. type movie. I think you absolutely have to. You to. have to have a Bust library exposition scene. The internet search scene is not, not the same. Um, Community did a good job of making fun of it one time. Uh, in season five, they have a Zodiac-style episode. Okay. And they go to do research, and Annie sits down on the computer, and like Jeff turns on like some dramatic music, and she's like, got yeah. it. And he's like, there you oh, go. thought that would take longer. Like, nope. Because with the internet, research scenes are boring. It's Very just much. like... Quick. Go to Google. Instead of digging through a bunch of books and finding something kind of relevant, something kind of relevant. Oh my God, the exact thing I needed. Like, <laughs> well, see also the scene in Twilight where fucking Pattinson has to sit down and type in, How is vampire baby made? <laughs> like, and there wow. are answers. <laughs> yeah, and there's answers right there, man. Yeah, internet research is not fun, but when you got this fucking drunk ass cop being like, You guys got any books about devil worship? <laughs> now that's fun. It. Yeah, it's so fun. That's a good time right yeah. there. There's some stupid shit in this movie, too. Like, there's that sign, I think it's in the police station, that says, like, poaching puppies is illegal. It's just yeah. like a poster so of a bunch must of be puppies. A problem in poaching the- puppies? What? <laughs> yeah, it's a fun movie overall. Like, the tone that I got out of this with it being a, I'm going to say, like, dumb, trashy, fun, low budget horror comedy kind of mm-hmm. thing. This is what I think Feast thought that it was doing yeah we did feast on the show a while back Mm -hmm. and that was again a low budget raunchy horror comedy monster movie and it was just very like not fun and very try hard but it was trying to be funny it was trying to be like this yeah but it it missed the tone entirely whereas this this hits it this hits all the good stuff there's things in this that i think could be turned up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And again, probably most of that is due to budget and stuff like this. Yeah. There are some elements in this that I feel like could be amplified a little bit, whether it just be some of the some of the comedic stuff, maybe some more charisma from some of the actors and everything. Right. You know, again, like I, once you imagine Dietrich Bader 
in that role, you're like, yeah, he would have been fucking better. Yeah, he would have been, been awesome. And, you know? and, or Nathan, you know. Nathan Fillion as Lou. Like, oh, fun, sure. Man. Yeah, absolutely. That would have added some more like charm to it and stuff. And I think, made nothing else affordable. Right. I think the guy who plays Lou, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Leo Fafard. I think he does a great job. He's great, yeah. Uh, we're, all we're saying is even more charisma would have just added more to it. Yeah, totally. Um, but what yeah. you got here is a good, super tight, like fun, beer drinking with your friends movie. Yeah. Like, this isn't one that you're going to sit down and watch for the lore and the way it expands on vampire yeah, no, it, werewolf mythology. I guess it, it it doesn't do that, but it does introduce a fun idea of shapeshifters needing werewolf blood and yeah. all that. Like, that, that's cool, but that's also just, like, out of nowhere. Like, we've never really had a lizard shapeshifter horror movie before other than... I mean, we had V, the miniseries, where there were secretly lizards Ooh. under their human skin, but, like, I can't think of a lizard shapeshifter horror movie that would have built any lore up where smashing them together. But the idea to smash them together is funny. I oh, like yeah. that he did it. Yeah, totally, man. It's a fun watch. I, I could definitely see myself watching this one again. Uh, again, especially with some friends and some co-co-beers, Oh, I yeah, think. some beers definitely add to the enjoyment. Of the wolf cop. Yeah. Or, you know, get stoned. I want to watch the the next one for sure. Yeah. Like, I'll put it that way. I'm, yeah, I'm very interested. Am, I'm going to check it out probably tonight. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think that this is just a real solid, fun Canadian uh, horror comedy. Like, yep. it's it's got all the elements you're going to want out of a, a horror comedy. A little bit slow on the end. Uh, a little bit slow on the intro, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Maybe could have hit a little bit faster, but enjoyable very fun pleasurable watch definitely so man you got any final thoughts on a rate you want to slap on this white boy yeah um i think everybody in this uh despite the fact that there's only one recognizable face um or instantly recognizable face if you're a horror fan who very well remembers final destination <laughs> 2 you know who you are you know um <laughs> even though there's only one recognizable face in this everybody does a solid job yeah uh i can think of bigger names or whatever who may have done better in each of those roles but like you got a three million dollar budget and you're in uh regina saskatchewan like, yeah probably not gonna get those big names mm -mm. so for the you know what you got you got solid acting um solid performances throughout like solid directing i mean i think the one you were talking about the one kill where like the editing's a little wonky i'm yeah. sure that was just limitations for the the makeup effect or whatever well, plus they shot this whole movie in like 17 days yeah it was shot in 17 days like, over two weeks looking at it it's Jesus. like wow that looks great yeah, you did totally. an awesome job on a low budget especially you know the outside scenes in snow that had to suck i'm like, taking longer than <laughs> two weeks to finish up a highlights magazine it's especially the the find thing oh, where you Lord. find the differences it's like well, uh, dude you gotta uh, piss your life away what? working on them things <laughs> Man, I, I got to resurrect my idea for Low Lights Magazine for adults. I've got to bring it back, man. <laughs> the spot, the difference is just basically like the same exact picture with a very obvious difference. Like, there it is. Success! <laughs> it says, if you find it, congratulate yourself with a beer. Yeah. Basically, by the time you're done with Low Lights Magazine, you are hammered. Oh, yeah. You're shmammered, yeah. man. Yeah. All the, all the like, yeah, the... the things where you have to go through the pictures and find stuff it's just like how many dicks can you find in this <laughs> stuff like that find the boobs if you can't find any draw on your own <laughs> yeah. 
and then reward yourself with, with a beer. A beer. <laughs> Low Lights Magazine for adults. Um, but yeah, I, I think that like the creativity that goes into this and like the obvious like great werewolf design and uh, the cool design of the uh, wolf cop car and just uh, the funny bits really hit well and it never drags. It's a short movie. It's like an it hour is. 19. Yeah. Like, short movie, fun. I enjoy it. Um, I, I've gone back to it a few times, so I definitely probably will in the future at some point while drinking with my wife be oh, like yeah. wolf cop uh but yeah it, it's not it's not like a perfect movie or anything it's really solid though I, i'd say uh, it's like a seven seven and a half for me Word. really solid good funny movie yeah i agree with all that stuff man and it's one of those ones that like while i was watching it and this is like a certain kind of humor and a certain kind of movie with me while i was watching it i wasn't necessarily like loling Right. Lots of loving. Yeah. Or laughing out louding. Lots of loving. Lots of yeah. loving. Lots mm-hmm. of love. Um, I wasn't like, you know, pissing my pants or anything watching this. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I think back on it and I think about him pissing on those kids yeah. and I think about guys' face getting ripped off and uh, the drink and shoot. And it's one of those that, like, is funnier in retrospect. Yeah. Just, when like, you're thinking about, about it. Yeah. Because when it's happening, it's being presented to you, like, straight. Yeah. Like, the movie never gives you, like, wacky music or whatever to feel like, this is a funny moment. Totally. Yeah. Well, and too, man, I think especially with, you know, horror comedies and doing these on the podcast, I think you can easily take some of the fun and some of the funny out of it when you're, like, mm-hmm. taking notes and trying to pay close attention yes. to things going on in the background. Like, yeah. you know, if you're taking notes on something, it tends to be less funny than if you were just watching yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That does tend to ruin, like, when I, I love to go see comedians and take notes. So yeah. I can go up to them afterwards and be like, actually, when you said this, it was wrong. And uh, you might want to correct this. Comedians they love, love that. that they kind love that kind of feedback, that. dude. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Or if you expand on their joke to them, even better. Uh, what if you offer them one? Hey, I got, you can use this one. I got a good joke for I got you. a good one here. I bet they love that, too, <laughs> don't they? Comedians love all those things. Awesome. I'll remember. I'll write that down. Yes. Yeah, I think it can kind of kill the fun of a, a, a horror comedy whenever I'm watching it for the first time, watching it once, taking notes and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like I said, in the rearview mirror, I think it's all the funnier. Yeah. Enjoyable. Um, again, I think there's certain things that could have been a little bit better had mm-hmm. the budget been bigger, but the budget wasn't there, and they worked well with what they had, and I think they hid stuff well yeah. with what they had. Um, I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. Still really enjoyed it. I'm going to say it's like a it's like a six and a half for me. That's solid. Yeah, yeah. You know, just a good fun horror comedy. If you look to have a good time and watch some silly Canadian shit and a wolf cop, <laughs> I know of no better movie for you than true. Wolf Cop. If you're looking for a Wolf Cop, there's one one stop. Yeah, pretty yeah. much, man. This they is got a monopoly. That's right. <laughs> now, before we announce next week's movie, well, actually, we kind of we we're doing the Howling. Yeah, yeah, spoilers from earlier. We're doing the Howling <laughs> next week. Yep. Which I'm really excited about because I've never seen it. Yeah, I, I I know, and I, I'm excited for you to see it. Yeah. I, and you know, maybe seeing it the first time, you'll have a perspective where you're like, eh, it's not that great. Word. I think you're gonna like it. I mean, it's an '80s fucking horror movie, yeah, so I'm, I'm already kind of yeah, like halfway there. Like yeah, I'm already al dente as we speak <laughs> right now, just because I get to see an '80s horror movie I haven't seen. That's always just like, and, and I mean, there's a million '80s horror movies, of course, but it's always really exciting for me to watch an '80s horror flick that I haven't seen. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be a good old time. So yeah. be sure to tune in for that one. After you go and rate and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you can review a podcast, mm-hmm. just takes you a second. Don't cost a dime. Just takes a little time and it helps us out a lot. Do you write for a, a zine? Yeah, I write for some zines. R- write a review of our podcast in your zine. Maybe you do that. That'd be a good thing for you Tell to do. Tell your neighbors, etc. Yeah, maybe you blog. 
Uh, maybe you maybe you have a weblog. Yeah, mention us on your Angel Fire. If you yeah, there you go. GeoCities, check it out. Yeah, check us out on GeoCities, y'all. <laughs> Where else can they find us? Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Dead and Lovely Pod. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Dead Lovely Pod. Check out our link tree for all that. Patreon.com forward slash Dead and Lovely. That's the real. That's place. where you want to go. Uh, head on over there. Uh, become a patron on any level. You get access to our Patreon exclusive episodes. Uh, become a $5 patron. You get to throw a movie into the smoking bowl, randomly draw from the smoking bowl. Yep. And then we cover that movie. We sure do. We sure as hell do. And you can be a part of it. If you just sign up to that Patreon today, I mean, look at it this way. We've give you guys hundreds, maybe even thousands of hours of content at yep. this point. Maybe you just buy your boys a beer, a cup of coffee, yeah. support us for a buck or a buck. Oh five. If you, if That's somebody freedom. puts in for a buck. Oh five freedom. I respect them uh-huh. immensely. <laughs> Change Patreon pledge to Buck O Five. Good way to do it. Yeah, next week we'll be doing the howling. It's gonna be a good old time. Uh, you guys be sure to tune in then, and we'll be catching up with you guys later. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve, and we've been. Oh wait, oh, there's there's a change coming over me right now. <laughs> I gotta get behind this armoire, this Heppel White. <laughs> and we've been dead and lovely. Bye now. I'm a werewolf. What was that other stupid thing in the library that you oh, saw? Oh, in the library, there, uh, there's a sign for the drink and shoot, and there's a bear holding a machine gun That's right. and booze. And... I used to wear around a hoodie that was a human fuse hoodie. My old band. That had a bear shooting two machine guns. That I drew. Uh-huh. He was I, on a big old mountain of skulls, just a big old grizzly rad. bar shooting two machine guns. I need to find that. That was a rad That was a rad hoodie. No way it still fits. But I wonder if we still have any in merch boxes and stuff, though, because Derek still has a ton of the leftover human oh, yeah. fuse merch from when we broke up. That's all it, dude, that's we the should bring unsung, back human like, fuse merch. victim of every band breakup is somebody ends up with all those yeah. boxes of merch and stuff yeah. man and it just goes unloved it gets turned into wash rags uh-huh. dish rags workout or shirts. you put on the smalls when you're drunk just i'm still like, cool tiny shirt look at me tiny look shirt. at me i mm. used to fit in this you say <laughs> i never fit in a small did i man well I'm, i guess i did at a certain point i rocked a small into uh, probably probably until i was about 30 or so wow yeah smallman teeny tiny yep no more no, not anymore. Now you got the muscles. No, nah, man. I can see them right now. No, nah, my man. Look at Blasting that. that shirt. Look at that man Muscling stuff. around. I'm touching both sides of the sleeve. I'm not joking, by the way, guys. Ben got the muscles. Woo! Getting jacked. <laughs> I'm getting jacked. We've had, we've had many interruptions this episode by Zora coming in and sitting on Mike Cables yeah. with her big old dog body. She's just a puppy. She likes to be near uh, me and also uh, keeps remembering I'm here and going, what the hell? Who's this guy? Yeah. When did you get here? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I like you. So I'm sit here. the distinction that we've had to make between Zora, who is nine and um, still thinks she is a baby, mm-hmm. and Turkey, who is four months, who is actually a puppy. Yeah. Turkey is a puppy. Zora is a baby dog. Yeah, that's true. There's a Very true. There's a big difference between the two. <laughs> baby dog, puppy, puppy. not the same yeah. thing. Zora's a baby dog. Zora is a baby dog. Oh, speaking of band merch. Uh, I still got some shirts kicking around. I only got one double XL left. So oh, yeah. if you're a double XL and you've been wanting one of those dead and lovely shirts, you need to get on it.
Boom. Uh, we're going to have some more merch, though. That's we're going right. to put it up on like Teespring or something where it's easier to access. Stuff, yeah. We'll get far less money from it. But uh, we can make an Al My Dino Head shirt or something. That's right. And we'll be solving so many upper nudity problems across yeah, the world. It's going to be world. a good thing. And then also, too, this seems like a good time to announce our next merch idea that we're going to have. We're going to be busting out some dead and lovely gas station boner pills out for you guys. <laughs> you bet we are. How, bone and how? lovely, they're going to be called. So it's just like. What what did those have in them? They had I think they had like caffeine, taurine, taurine. Yeah, basically like just like make you feel all jacked up. So you're like, I guess I could fuck now. <laughs> now my dick works better. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. My blood is definitely pumping very hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just some old gas station boner pills. Yeah, we'll have to definitely get some of those out there. <laughs> some Jimmy hats too. I yeah. think. Oh Jimmy man, yeah. yeah. Just stamp the logo right on there. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly right. What, what we're gonna do is we're gonna bobby pin them to the t-shirts. <laughs> You get the T-shirt, yeah. you get a DNL yeah, Jimmy hat, uh-huh. Bobby pin to it. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea, I think. I think we should bring back the '90s like obsession with safe sex. Remember how like there was that TLC song and Le- uh, uh, Left Eye had like a condom over her eye and stuff. Oh my God, no! Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> like a packaged condom as an iPad? <laughs> it was like an obsession. No, I don't remember this. Just like that, there was a weird period where like everybody was fucking. And it was like, cool. And then AIDS came along and everybody was like, uh-oh. uh-oh. And then they were like, condoms work. Fucking everybody wear condoms. At all condoms. times. And then everybody was like, I guess we just don't fuck anymore. I guess that's the idea. Yeah. Oh, you mean abstinence. I'm glad, I'm glad it's back. I'm glad fucking's back. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> the real silent majority mm-hmm. are shower pissers. We're all here. We yeah. all keep it silent. Yeah. We all act like it ain't happening. It's true. But it's all of us. I'll tell you yeah. how I know. Last week, I was with some very fancy friends at a Knoxville Zoo. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like a fundraiser donation, supporters of the zoo, big, you know, gala dinner thing. Yeah. So it was all these rich people. I was hoping none of them seen my old Navy shirt tag. Oh. I was hoping none of them noticed. They'd be so mad. Then they, they you know, they'd shapeshift into their alien forms. <laughs> Obviously. The reptilians. Uh-huh. And they'd eat me alive. Anyway, we were at this <laughs> thing. And I don't know if you know this about really rich people. They uh-huh. drink a lot. Yeah. They yeah. drink a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the night, you know, everybody's pretty well sauced at this thing. And somehow at our little table, something comes up about shower pissing. Because I found out that my buddy Justin, he doesn't do it. What? He's one of those that's too good to pee in the shower. So, like, if he has to pee, does he just hold it? While you're in the shower? What It's all for? connected. It goes the same place. And then you got hot water hitting you, yeah. opening up all those vessels, making it so you could so easily just let it go. So exactly. he's, like, holding back. How awful must that be, right? Or does he get out and Ooh. piss in the sink? You think he's yeah. a sink? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what he does. <laughs> so, anyway, so all of us at the table are kind of shaming him. We're uh-huh. dunking on him, obviously. Should, yeah. And then... It just kind of like expands out to where like, hey, we got to ask some other people about this. Hey, other table of super rich people. Y'all pee in the shower? Uh-huh. And the guy was like, well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So like all the rich people do it too. Yeah. That's the moment where I was like, oh my God, they're just like us. <laughs> Except they get to drink all day. Yeah. And then get to be like, you shouldn't drink all day. <laughs> and then they just pee all their booze down the shower. Yeah, they pee all their booze down the shower and go, I deserve to live like this. <laughs> 